news, everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me? It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in sports. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. It is all in sports. Chris Meany is with me today, and if you listened to last week's show, I actually, or was it two weeks ago, I almost called this the old show where we used to be together because it just... That the moraine is already mush. September is here. Uh, Chris and I talked about it before we even started the show. So, by the way, if you're not following him, please do, which I'll let him pump everything he has going out right now in a second here. But, you know, in case you came from him and you didn't know about his previous employment at The Athletic or what I'm doing at The Athletic, it's only a dollar a month to join right now. So go over, check the link, hashtag check the link. You guys know that by now. But I wanted Chris back because, look, it's a set. It's kind of like week one, but it's kind of not like I was on Pat Mayo's show who we both are friends of. And he kept slipping up and saying week one because week one just happened. But like, this is the first real show of things happening. But in any case, Chris is as tired as I am at Chris Meany. Tell him everything else you're doing because of why you're so tired. Just like myself. <laughs> uh, it's not even just, you know, football and sports. Uh, I'm still honestly adjusting to life. I moved away from Toronto to the East Coast um, just before I was uh, let go at the Athletic. I was, you know, in the process of moving there. So the timing was a little weird. And just, uh, yeah, I mean, I bought a house out East. I'm used to having 800 square foot uh, feet to roam around in in Toronto. My office was in the bedroom, as you know, it was challenging. And now I have like an acre of land. I'm trying to adjust to uh, watering flowers and cutting grass. So my <laughs> John Deere is uh, <laughs> going, it, it, life is different, man. It's a change. And plus, uh, like you said, week one of the books as everybody that knows um, that knows me and thanks Jake for having me on. It's, it feels weird not to be able to talk to you after week one of football. So it's, it's nice to be able to do that with you today. But yeah, everyone that knows me is like, you know, hockey is the Stanley cup finals around the corner. Like, yeah, you've got a podcast. Yeah. It's uh, sticks and stacks. So with Eric young, uh, <laughs> we're uh, back together again, <laughs> doing the hockey version once a week. And it's, re- it's presented really by monkey knife fight. Um, course we give some some bets and we talk about the ftm bets parlay calculator and and prop shop all that all the free tools that that are there at ftmbets.com but yeah it's it's strictly just like a hockey prop show we give some picks and and then i do it on fridays with jen piacenti who's like a rising star man she's got a show with like jerry ferreira uh she's killing it um you know yeah she won't let me on that show unless i bring barkley which i don't know how that's possible (laughs) you gotta do it yeah i mean and you and jerry have nice nice little chat about saquon and and the giants but yeah do some baseball stuff with her on friday but yeah man it's i was talking to you earlier just give me a couple more minutes before we start because i need to get some coffee (laughs) because i am exhausted and the biggest mug i have is a grinch mug so it is full to the rim with some coffee but man (laughs) week one finally like all the prep you know like all the prep that you did all the adjustments you did to your rankings answering all the questions over at the athletic all the comments everything like dude draft this guy this guy finally like week one is in the books and we just have some games to talk about and just it's it's just quick turnaround right there's no football in a couple of days so i love that <laughs> i know it's 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 amazing it's the best time of the year but it's also such a draining time of the, year. I, the waiver column chris you'll remember this Oof. it's worse than it ever that worse as in like not the people sorry i'm not talking yeah. about your people just comments wise 
I haven't answered all the comments yet, but it's almost already at 500. (laughs) Yeah, a dollar per month off the top. Hello. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty good. I would imagine you're getting some pretty nice questions. We used to have fun with the the questions that you would get, but you do a good job, obviously, of answering all of them. So, yeah, it is is training for sure, right? And then you get the silly ones where... I like, I'm assuming, I haven't read your week two waiver wire pickup, but I'm assuming like it starts with, can you just read this first paragraph, please? <laughs> like, please. <laughs> Don't ask I a mean, question I, that, you know, that's not in the first, first part here. I put read first with asterisks in bold nice. and people still kept, <laughs> get past it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it needs to be like highlighted yellow like getting onto on that get a nice little highlight there so people can see if we could see do it. i'll see if i could do that i'll see if i can find that out. i think they're still skip past it it's not oh, gonna even no matter doubt. they just no want to scroll to the bottom and ask answer or ask their question to have it be an answer but so i'll give you one off the top and we can start with that because i think the biggest concern everybody has because it just happened last night is the james connor situation so well, this is going to be a, a two-part question. I'll save the second part. This is a strategy we're going to get to here as a whole because uh, waivers in general, but I just want this for, to work for people going forward in future weeks too. But for James Conner, in his own right, it sounds like he's going to try and play week two. Even if we knew he was out for week two, how excited would you legitimately be for Benny Snell? Because I feel like he's a temporary replacement, splits more with Jalen Samuels than Conner splits with both of them when he's the guy. But I will say Snell did look a step faster. There was legitimate, like that talk about him slimming down was legitimate. So, I mean, what are you doing with Snell? I kind of almost feel like let somebody else go pay for him. Yeah, yeah. if you're paying, I got this question from a couple of people too. Like, do I use my number one claim on him? And, you know, Hines and Brown and some other backs that we're going to talk about, Robinson, like they're not out there. So, you know, it does certainly depend on the depth. If if you lost Mac and you're in a situation where you got Miles Sanders or heck, maybe you got Nick Chubb and you're slightly concerned, you know, I think I would spend that first pick on him, but yeah, to spend, I don't know. He's, he's not the back that I would spend, you know, 65% of my fab on or 50 or 45, but I do think it's important just to have some depth. And at the same time, you're right. You kind of alluded to it as James Connor. Like when he's healthy, you're never ever, I don't think I would ever want to start Snell, but we got to right. start really thinking about Connor here. And when is, can he hold up? Because if he can't, and he's not active in games, I kind of am a little excited about Snell. I was thinking about you last night with Juju Smith Schuster <laughs> found the end zone twice. And yeah. I actually called him a bus last year, but it wasn't, had, it had nothing to do with him. And it's so weird to sit here and say that he couldn't be a bus. Cause my part of my reason was just like big Ben, but I just like what Pittsburgh did in the off season. And the step forward from Deontay Johnson, he caught six balls yesterday. James Washington found the end zone. Chase Claypool could be an interesting piece for Ben in the red zone. So I, I like this offense again. I, th- I think it could be, I think it could be top five if Ben does play 16 games. So that does make me a little interested in Snell. I wouldn't mind having him, but I do agree early on. I don't think I could get up to like, I'd rather have Hines and I'd rather probably have Hold on. Brown. Let me, let me, that was exactly where I was going next. Would you rather have Hines in a non PPR? Yeah, I think so. I think he's just locked in now to, I don't know, who can we compare him to? Austin Eckler? Can we compare him to Austin Eckler last year? Better James White. Better James White. Yeah, that's a good one. James White, definitely going to get, I can say with confidence he's probably going to average like five targets a game from Philip Rivers and what we've seen. With Darren Scrolls, Danny Woodhead, all those guys, right? Let's see. I feel like oh, Danny Wood. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. know, I've been trying to figure out 
because you know my love of Heinz this year, and I've been trying to figure out who he is now because before Austin Eckler was always too high of a bar. And James White, yeah. before Marlon Mack got hurt, was perfect. He was James White before Mack got hurt. But now Mack's out of the equation. Danny Wood is a great call because Danny Woodhead was like that 15 to 20 range for a lot of weeks. Yeah, he was. And he was somebody that you could just plug in. He was the perfect flex, but you could get by with him being your RB2, like a low-end RB2. He just opens up the door now that Mack is gone. And, you know, Phillip Rivers is just – he still is just brutal. Um, he just can't. I'm worried about T.Y. Paris Campbell could be interesting, like, you know, through the middle of the field, short little crisp throws. But, yeah, it seems like Hines is just locked into – you could have yourself a league winner. I know he's zoned in a lot of leagues people are listening probably. But his ownership is was like 20% Yahoo, I believe, before today. I know. It's still super low. and That's why he was in the section of I tried to tell you. <laughs> 1% in NFL.com leagues probably. <laughs> yeah, that's true for everybody out there. Actually, I added that to the beginning of the article and people still, still skip past it of like explaining yeah. what I tried to tell you section was is, yeah. you know, after three weeks or after an entire off season of telling you to pick up nine Hines, like I can't keep saying the same thing. Like you're just going to get tired. So if you didn't want them, I don't know what to tell you at this point. That's why I tried to tell you. I don't even yeah. know, but look, real quick, cause you're talking about it. And then I'll ask you the follow-up question I was originally going to ask, but we're already talking about the Colts. So let me ask you, Jonathan Taylor, top what the rest of the season now? Oh, man. I I had him like 17 to begin with. I And I probably would have been wrong because it did know, seem like really Frank Reich was right. <laughs> it did seem like, like I believe Frank Reich, maybe he was part of what was going on in Philly with all those committees when we all just blamed Doug Peterson. Uh, and it's a great offensive line, and I think they were going to use all the backs. They were all involved through the air and on the ground. It seemed Marlon like it was going to be was having a good game before he got yeah, hurt, didn't he? He he was having a good game. I had a couple shares of him. I and I took shots on all of these guys because I just figured most of the offense would go through the running backs. And I don't know, man. I think right now, uh, I think he's a low end RB one. Am I crazy to think that? I I think no, he's top twelve for sure. He's, he's unbelievable. All the questions that we had about him not catching any passes completely is out the window. That's like all those rumors are, are gone. I think he caught a pass right away. I don't know if Mac was even in hurt at that point and he caught a, he caught a pass. So he's going to get all the carries like Naeem Hines is not going to ever really, I don't think get more than 10 in a game. I don't feel like you're talking about James white. And I think that's a great comparison. White was always that guy. Maybe sometimes he had 10 in a couple catches, but yeah, Jonathan Taylor, I expect Taylor to be in double digit range every single week. You know what you need to do, Chris? Oh, baby. What? (laughs) I'm looking at other running backs. and I was about to ask you, would you take Taylor or, but there's a real simple way. That what we do we can need do that. Do? You know what we need to do. You do. Can you can you can you yell at the top of your lungs, or do I need to do it? I think you need to do it for all time. Yeah, I need to do it. Yeah. I need to start. What do we, we need to do? Do? We need to oh, check the link. No, <laughs> you did it wrong. Make a list. Yes, we need to make <laughs> a list. So Let's tired. go. A list. I'm so tired. I can't even do anything right right now. <laughs> Everyone will get a kick out of that. That, that, that was they, good. Oh, That's the old school. Yeah. Where's Joey? Yes. P? You need to make a list. We need to make a list. There you go. So that's what I meant to say. Uh, Barkley's also laying on my foot. So she kind of threw me off there for a second. So she came over here and laid down on my foot. But in any case, all right, Jonathan Taylor or rest of season, Chris, I'm just going to start with your boy, Jonathan Taylor or Chris Carson. 
Oh, yeah, you know I like Chris Carson. Uh, I still like Chris Carson. I'm still going to lock in Carson over him. But I'm, you know I'm high on Carson. I don't think most people are, but I think he's a top 12 back. Okay. How about Jonathan Taylor or Joe Mixon? I'm still in on Mixon. I like Mixon. Uh, it's crazy. The first play of the game, he caught a pass, and I was like, hmm, okay, here we go. Mixon going to catch a few balls this year, but I still <laughs> in on him. The offensive line sucks still, but I still like him. I'm going to go with Mixon. The good thing was, it's just like Austin Eckler, again, 20 touches. Like, people right. stop complaining about somebody getting 20 touches. Volume, man, not, volume. Not, here's the thing. You know how many Christian McCaffreys there are? One. That's why he's Christian McCaffrey. You know how many Zeke's and Saquon Barkley? Even Saquon Barkley wasn't Saquon Barkley. There's a reason these guys are the top three or four picks because there's so few of them. So stop complaining. All right. How about Jonathan Taylor and who he's going to face this? Or Nick, that being Joe Mixon. Nick Chubb. Jonathan Taylor or Nick Chubb? Oh, man. I may go uh, Taylor here. Hmm, this yeah. is crazy. Am I, yeah. I don't th- I, am I overreacting? I don't think. No. Right? Um, Hunt played. 50-50 split. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And that's big time concerning. And this is nothing to do with Nick Chubb. No disrespect. I think he's, I think honestly, he's a top three runner. If, if Hunt wasn't on that team, I, I probably would have ranked him maybe four. Yeah. Like I would have had the debate between him and cook and Henry. I would have had that whole three debate, but I think talent wise. Yep. You to switch the teams. And I, I completely agree with you. That's where Nick Chubb deserved to be, but he's, going to be destroyed apparently by Kareem Hunt and you know, right now we could say this game script looks like a Nick Chubb game but the, the fact that we have how to say that is going to be though like how like Baker man he looked awful he looked oh, so hold bad. on we're going to talk about the Browns okay, we fine. are going yeah. to talk about <laughs> well like since we're on Chubb would you and we both agree we're concerned um so he's not going to be an RB one for sure. Would you buy low? Like it depends, but like I was looking today at all the leagues with Chubb cause I don't own him anywhere. And I was like, now's the time. If I want to get him, now's the time to go get him. What's it going to take? Do I want him? Is it going to be frustrating? <laughs> so here's the problem is going forward. So Washington next week and people, even after seeing what they did in week one, don't want to give that front line, let alone the front seven respect. So I don't think that's a layup for Chubb. Dallas, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati again, Las Vegas before the break. And I mean, at that point, this bye week, and then it's Houston, Philly, Jacksonville, Tennessee. The second half is definitely easier than the first. They get the Jets and the Giants. You get the Jets and the Giants to finish. That might be the thing. Wait until they face Pittsburgh and go by low in week seven before you hit Cincinnati and also knowing that he's got the Giants and the Jets in weeks 15 and 16. Yeah, that's real nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a good strategy to take. I mean, this is a short week. I would imagine, honestly, though, that he's going to like he's got to get more than 10 carries but i guess it does depend on the on the game script but i thought baker just threw that we'll get into him but i just thought he was yeah. part of the reason Save why it. everything <laughs> you just went completely wacko in that game okay how about jonathan taylor and who everybody wants to complain about austin eckler uh i would still go eckler we're still we still have room here to pit taylor in the top 12 it may not seem like it but we i will go eckler all right two more austin eckler or your miles sanders yeah, I would I – oh, Eckler or Taylor? Taylor and Sanders. Taylor and Sanders is what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to go Taylor. I'm, I have Philly concerns. I'm going to take the health of right line now. Is, oh, my goodness. The offensive line is – the season's over. <laughs> I don't know that for you. It's over. It's still not the, it's still not the Giants. I mean, come on. Like, it's still uh, – You know what? They may finish with similar records. I meant the offensive line, but yeah, okay, oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, you're right. 
there's two of the worst offensive lines in the league. And it just sucks because, like, obviously everyone knows I, I root for the Eagles. But it, it sucks for them. It sucks for Sanders. It sucks for Wentz. It sucks for everybody in that offense. Maybe not, you know, Goddard and Zach Ertz. But the offensive line is so bad. And it was graded. Like, PFF had them number one last year. When they were healthy, they're good. But they didn't even have Lane Johnson there. So it was just – yeah, but good luck, Wentz. Like he's he might not even be able to survive. Like got smacked eight times last week, and now they got to play the Rams this week. I don't know, man. It's it's not good news. I would just take the healthy back right now and Taylor in a much better offensive line. Hey, that's certainly fair. Do you know who had the most air yards per average throw attempt in Week One? Was it Wentz? It was Wentz. Yeah, I mean he made half. he hit the fifty three. Yard completion to Rager was it fifty three? Um, anyways, Something around there. It was the Something. longest that Wentz has had since twenty eighteen. It was fifty five. It was the longest since he had in so twenty eighteen. Since twenty eighteen, like <laughs> it goes to show also the deep threat that he's never had. Really. By the way, for sleeper this week, I do have Jalen Rager, who, by the way, of all receivers who had at least two targets, number one, thirty four yards per <laughs> target air yards. I like it. Yeah, there were a couple of plays I could see him open if just Wentz had some time. So I, it'll be interesting to see how they, if they can make Deshaun adjustments. Deshaun Jackson was up there too. Not that high, but Deshaun Not Jackson. High, well, yeah. I mean, he's at, he was at 30.6 for his seven targets. Yeah, it makes sense. And he was on the sidelines for quite a bit. I, know, I still don't know what was wrong with him. He was like holding his wrist. Obviously, maybe that was it. But he was on the sidelines for most of the second quarter, end of the first and early second. But yeah, we, right, if, if they can find a way, though, to get some more time like in, uh, in the pocket, my goodness, I mean, they're going to take some shots like that with Rager. So, Jonathan Taylor. Or, and there's only one correct answer with this one. I'm just letting you know that in advance. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor or Kenyon Drake. Uh, I would go Taylor. Correct. <laughs> oh, you not? I thought you were going to chew me out for that because there's a lot of Drake no. supporters. I've been anti-Drake all, all season. Be, yeah, if there's any back, like my, my buddy was saying this too, and it was so it's so unfair to say this. Like if any athlete was listening to this, like you and Brad before, I wonder if you would just chew me out because like ex-professional athlete. My buddy says out of all the backs, like he said this uh, six weeks ago, all the backs going in the first round, like the top 12 backs, like who's the one that stands out that you just know going to be a complete bust or won't be able to hold up. Like, just like laugh at the same time, like Drake, unfortunately, maybe that's unfair, but I, I think of him, like I thought of Damian Williams last year is a, a back in a good situation and just has not been able to put it together for a full, full year. And I think Chase yeah. Edmonds can be an absolute winner for Chase. Edmonds got work in the first game. Red zone work too. Yeah, that's legitimately concerning. All right, so Jonathan Taylor. I mean, for all intents and purposes, sounds like he's fringe RB one for both of us. So, yeah, unless you get there's one guy though. I guess there's one like Aaron Jones. You still going Jones? Like Jones, I think. Oh, that I kind of assume Jones. Yeah, same. That's and that's it. That's twelve right there because we're assuming Clyde Edwards Hilaire is in there and then all the big dogs. So he just fits in because I just I mean Connor is taken out. If anybody had him as a top twelve, he just. Taylor just jumps in his spot. Gosh, I wish he could stay healthy. So I know it's too bad. Let me let me circle back to the question I was originally going to follow up with on the Pittsburgh backfield before I messed up the uh, make a list, um, and that's waivers. Your strategy. So that I talked to Jen last week about it for the entire season, but I want to double down on it in case people missed that episode. Or you know, this is technically the first real week of waivers. What is your strategy? Are you uh, holding? Make sure I have some money left. Are you? go semi all in because 
14 weeks means a hell of a lot more than five weeks or how do you usually play? I know there's no blanket answer and it's going to be relative, Chris, but as a general rule of thumb, how do you generally treat waivers coming out of week one? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty aggressive, but yeah, you're right. It does. It does depend. I thought, you know, heading into this year, I was going to be really aggressive considering, you know, COVID and, you know, week one went kind of perfectly right in the NFL. We haven't seen that like in baseball, I was concerned that we would get some, and hopefully we don't, everything is, is good and everybody's safe. But I was thinking that it, it just could be a crapshoot where there's games canceled or players getting it all of a sudden and backups are going to come out of nowhere, but I just want to have running back depth. So I, I think I'm, you know, my answer to this would be aggressive, especially when it comes to running backs. We've talked so much before the, the wide receiver position is so deep. There are still so many wide receivers out there in competitive leagues that are on the wire that could help you out. I think when you get a situation like Hines, who we can project for 50 catches at least, uh, Brown, we can talk about all the, these, all these other guys like that are just guaranteed touches. Like Robinson carried the ball every time that they ran, right? For the backs. Like I know yep. Chanel had a couple, whatever. Like I'm aggressive. I want one of these guys, especially, and, and it, this may be the wrong thing to say, but I was to say, especially if you're hurting, but like, who cares? Like have depth too. Like even if you are fine and, <laughs> and you just get the, you get this guy and your, and your opponent, like, wasn't aggressive and didn't get them and now they're screwed <laughs> and then you can trade you like it's not a bad thing and, to have all this depth and that's what i keep saying is you know before even Izigbo got put on ir i kept saying go for james robinson because running backs are so hard to find like take the chance if take the chance of week one they're the guy if not go take a chance on another one like why are we picking up wide receiver fives when you could potentially fall into a running back too? And I just, that's, I'm a hundred percent with you. And that's why you just said it. Let's talk about the Rams. You know, I don't think Malcolm Brown's keeping the job. I don't, either. but he's one of my top running back waivers because what if he does, you know, yes. Like let's say it's a committee the entire year, but let's say he gets 55% of the work every single week as the lead of the committee you take that chance. And I'm not saying, as you said before, same thing. I'm not saying go spend 60% of your budget, but James Robinson, Malcolm Brown, Naeem Hines, like these guys go take the chance because if they are, you don't want to be like, well, I guess I should have picked them up. Yeah. And then you're screwed and it's too late. Like it's, it, we look at it and it's like, okay, you have 13 weeks until playoffs. That's fine. But like, you have to make it, you have to get there. Once you get into weeks 12 and you're making that playoff push and you're into the playoffs, it, let's be honest, it is all about matchups at that point, but you want to get there and you want to have these backs that are going to have some volume. And listen, I don't want to take anything away from Malcolm Brown. Like he looked great and the offensive line looked great. And yeah. the Rams clearly, their best way to succeed is to be able to pound the rock, run it with these guys, whether it's going to be Henderson catching balls and acres. Every time he got on the field, they found a way to get him involved. I seen like every time he was on the field, he touched the football and it's nice to have, like, this was one of my big takeaways. You mentioned Pat earlier. I jumped on the show with him on Monday and he was like, just come up with a couple storylines. And my, one of them was just like committee. Like there are a lot of running back by committees out there, but these teams want to have, two solid backs that they can go to but yeah brown in that offense i think the only way he probably loses the job is if acres is unbelievable and i think he could he i think he's a buy low but like or if he gets hurt or something but like you can't ignore oh malcolm brown whatever like 
you look at his career and you look at all those numbers, it doesn't matter. Like if you watch that game and you watch that offensive line, you had to be pretty excited about Malcolm Brown. He's definitely the goal line back for now. Right. And that's the, like, if you had never watched the game before, uh, Chris Harris said this earlier today, I did his waiver show. And if you never watched a football game or I mean, haven't watched football this season, strip the name off the jerseys. You'd yeah. say that's yeah. the best running back. And you would say it was Malcolm Brown. So sure. you definitely have to take that chance. Um, all right. So let's talk about another backfield also in LA. The, uh, the Austin Eckler thing, again, we've already covered that. We're both buying low. I, I think this is just way too much hate for Austin Eckler in week one. Though, let's, talk about, let's touch on him real quick. Mm-hmm. Let me, we'll do this. Uh, I'll paint a scenario for you, Chris, and now tell me if you're concerned after week two. So you're playing a little Nostradamus here. I'm going to say Austin Eckler comes out of week two with 18 carries and one target. Do you, now you start to have some worry. Did they win or lose the game? I don't care. <laughs> kind of want to know um, that. I also don't know why I asked that question like Yoda. <laughs> do now, you do have not some worry. <laughs> I am not concerned still. I am concerned overall that he is not – well, we already knew there was going to be regression. What do you have, 92 catches, 100 and some – that's not going to happen. It wasn't going to happen anyways. But if it is week two has gone by and he has two targets and two catches, I don't know if he'll get over 25 catches, but I was thinking like, this is why I asked the question, like who won, like who won the game? Because I I'm waiting to see when the change at quarterback is going to be made and they're playing Casey this week. So I would assume that Casey is going to be able to score some points. And if okay, they so are they not throwing him game. the football, and they still didn't throw him the football. Then I'm really concerned. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're not using him in the passing game because this is the way the Chargers are the slow pace. Like that game was so like, I don't want to say it was completely boring, but let's be honest. Out of all the games this weekend, like that one in the the Pats and Dolphins game just ended so quick. I think it was just everyone was just kind of running around, and it was a lot of completion. I don't know. Outside of the frustrations from the like not getting AJ Brown involved, the Tennessee game against the yeah, Broncos on that Monday, one too. That, that one was like. I, I legitimately fell asleep in the fourth quarter. I tried to stay awake. I was like, this is not keeping me awake. <laughs> yeah, I fell asleep and woke back up to see Goskowski miss, like, what was kick seven or something. But... Oh, it's glorious. I did I did watch the final quarter in the morning, this morning. But it's just, oh, it's so amazing. And the fact that they're sticking with him. I had somebody that actually dropped the comment in the waiver column and said I had to drop Naeem Hines to pick up Goskowski, oh. and I lost. And I said, good, and I laughed. Oh, so... my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That one's rough. <laughs> At least they so... admitted that. Wow, they're probably feeling it. But listen, the, what I was looking at the Chargers schedule though like KC week two so if they lose they'll probably give Taylor a pass and they have Carolina winnable game then in Tampa in New Orleans uh, maybe if he's just really really bad they could potentially make that switch before week six for the Jets but even if they keep him like week six Jets week seven Miami week eight Jacksonville week nine Vegas like those are winnable games we may not see Herbert for a little bit and this just may be Tyrod Taylor and what's going to happen and I don't know Eckler if he only catches 20 balls this year He's probably mm. still an RB two, right? Maybe low. Yeah, that's, but still, put it this way, like not good. I, I what, what what's eighty seven? I don't know the math off the top of my head. Let's say eighty seven times sixteen. Eighty seven times sixteen is still fourteen hundred yards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get I mean, over he, it. He's gonna be yeah. He's gonna be fine. I I would I would expect him to be in the top twelve in terms of running back touches, even if he doesn't catch. Eh, yeah. That may be too much of a stretch. Maybe top fifteen. Are you Kelly, grabbing Joshua uh, Kelly? Yeah, I own a, I own some Kelly, and I think it was because of our conversation. You know, me, you, you and I, and Damn Brad right. 
Yeah, because we <laughs> talked a lot about him. You, you kind of sold me on him. I have him all over the place. I, I liked him coming in. I didn't love the landing spot. You know, when we did the show pre, where are these guys going to go pre-draft? And then the landing spot, I was like, ah, you know, it kind of sucks. Because I, I, just, I feel like he does have the three-down potential. Uh, and Pat asked me him or Justin Jackson and before the season, and I told him immediately. Like, Jackson already had his chance. So, yeah, I think it's Kelly. And Kelly did some good things. I was impressed. I think he could be the goal line back there, which is a down tick to Eckler. But I would definitely grab him. He's not going to cost you much after all these other guys. I think he can got and go un- underrated. Like under the radar. Yeah, that's and that's kind of a good way to put it too. Is you know, if you're gonna say, "Hey, I de- I have decent running back depth," instead mm-hmm. of dropping so much on Snell or Brown, where we talked about the doubts and concerns already, just go slip one through on Joshua Kelly. You know, the worst case is you get somebody you can use as a flex a couple weeks, and the best yeah. case, well, not for him because I don't want this to happen. But if Eckler gets hurt, now you're sitting on an RB two. Yeah, you you really are. And again, they probably want to run at a. At a slow pace there with the Chargers. Do you have any concerns with Keenan Allen? And Mike Williams got a lot of play. I was kind of surprised about that. So, yes and no. Uh, so, no, I actually I would try to buy low on Keenan Allen because I looked into that. Uh, I'm actually writing in the midst of while we're doing this show. I stopped in the middle of my column for the sleepers and rankings, and I looked and I found that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen essentially ran the almost the same amount of routes, had almost the same amount of snaps, they were targeted not that differently. He did target him 4% more, Mike Williams, than Keenan Allen. So it wasn't even like, oh, he's going Mike Williams' way. It just kind of felt that way. That's why I looked it up. The concerning part is we're talking 16.3 air yards per target versus 11. And that's probably not going to change given the way that Keenan Allen plays. So my point being is if Tyrod continues to treat them the same, Mike Williams might be the better receiver because of the air yards. Yeah, and he may be hanging around waiver wires, to be honest. I think a lot of people were uncertain. Did he, he lie was... to us? Yeah. He did like not I... look 1% hurt. He went down hard <laughs> out of bounds and popped up like nothing happened. And I'm like, <laughs> you were hurt. You were supposed to miss September. I said to – I watched football with my old man for the first time in a long time, and I told him that. I was just like, that guy was apparently hurt pretty badly a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't look hurt on that play. Yeah, I know. He and he yeah, I'm looking right now. For the month. <laughs> his ownership is 45%. Again, I know he was drafted in most competitive leagues, but I think a lot of people were maybe uncertain when they were drafting, especially six weeks ago, right? Uh, that he yeah, had exactly. a questionable tag next to him. I found out he was under 60% owned because somebody in the waiver column was like, what about Mike Williams? And I, cause I never even looked for him because I just assumed. You just assumed, yeah. Yeah, he was like 65, 70% owned. Led so, the league in – I know it's a different quarterback, but led the league – didn't he lead the league in uh, yards per reception, 17? I know he didn't – Last 20. year? Yes, 20. Looking at now. I thought, I thought it was A.J. Brown last year. Yeah. He's or was he right there with him? You're right, A.J. And then Williams. I mean, still. He's oh, yeah. There. I mean, big play guy, right? Yeah. I'm Taylor aired it out to Sammy when they're in Buffalo. Well, that's, that's the thing, too. And Sammy plays outside. He doesn't play mm-hmm. that big slot like Keenan Allen does. So – there you yeah. go. Um, speaking of playing outside, let's talk about AJ Brown. Maybe he just brought up his name and what everybody was doing is banging their head against tables and walls and anything they could possibly find of what was going on in that game was the resurrection of Corey Davis, or I guess resurrection is not the right word because no. he never really kind of existed. in the NFL. So 
I know you remember this, and this is not, I'm not taking a victory lap. I'm not saying this is who he is after one week. But I only bring up to say that you remember I was saying, take a flyer on Corey Davis in the last round. He could be Devontae Parker. I present that as a question. Is it possible he's this year's Devontae Parker? And if so, Chris, because of this offense, does A.J. Brown end up being a bust because we're concerned, like, how much can Tannehill support? So, and I don't want to – we can both do these, all these little victory laps. I wasn't completely on Corey Davis. Um, I have been for the last three years when we did the DFS show last year. Remember when I brought him That's up? That's why it's Devontae Parker. Everybody gave up. Yeah, yeah. I, I brought him up on the DFS show. We all had a big laugh. He caught three balls for 35 yards, whatever. Um, but over at FTN, A.J. Brown was my bust because we've said this before. I've heard you say it. I've heard lots of smart people say it. He's very Deshaun Jackson, like the inconsistent games. And just mm-hmm. look at last year at how efficient he was. And great, again, terrific wide receiver, great hands, great routes. He's a beast. He's going to be a beast in this league, but I think there's going to be a lot of these types of games and just, you know, be happy. I mean, it's not, don't be happy, I guess, because what you, you had to spend the pick and, and draft him, right? But I'm just saying, be happy that he got eight targets and five grabs. Because if you look at the game log last year, let's go through it, right? In the postseason, three, three catches, six targets. Against Baltimore, three targets, one catch. New England, one target, one catch. Before that, eight and four, one and two. There's a big couple, you know, 13 and eight, five and seven. There's some good ones. This one, three catches on four targets, four catches on five, one catch on four, two catches on three targets, two on four, two and two, two, three and three. Like there's not a lot of games there where this guy was catching over four balls. One, two, three games. There were three games last season where an AJ Brown caught more than four passes. Are you kidding me? So people right now that are like, Oh my God, AJ Brown, it's because you drafted him as a locked in and and loaded. Yeah. Wide receiver two. Maybe you're one. If you went RBRB, and he just had a game where he caught five balls in 39 yards. That's the fourth time in his career he's caught more than four passes and people are complaining. So look out. But watching that game last night, and that's pretty much the only thing that kept me alive is, my goodness, Jake, how good did Corey Davis look? He looked (laughs) awesome. (laughs) He looked so good. And sometimes it's easy to give up on people. Devontae Adams, remember when everyone gave up on Devontae Adams that year that he broke out? He was a waiver At least wire his pickup. wasn't this many years. <laughs> right. But he could be like Parker or it could be like Adams, where Adams was picked up off the waiver. I remember working with you and doing the show. We talked about Adams after week one of that year that he broke out. It's like maybe it could just be him. About? Oh, yeah. And he <laughs> dropped just a lot of passes, you know, early on in his career, and he was frustrating. You look at Adams, 38 catches as a rookie, 50 in 94. That was the year everyone thought he was going to break out in that second year, and he disappointed everyone. Drafted him early like Corey Davis. He was kind of, kind of forgot about And then in 2016, 75 grabs, 997 yards, 12 touchdowns. was an absolute beast. Corey Davis, it just sucks because he's on Tennessee. Like, I want him to go to a new place. That's where I was waiting for him to break out. Go to a new place with a team that's going to throw the football. Hey, get away from this run-heavy offense. And that's, right, and that's yeah, not so- going to change. No, and then that's why I'm saying I'm not taking the victory lap that Corey Davis is Devontae Parker because as much as I think this might be Devontae Parker-like or even Devontae Adams-like in the fact that it finally – hey, what is he doing? He, his first name should be Devontae. Devontae Davis, that's what we're going to call him from now on. Uh, it's, I think it's not going to be the, their levels or even close to it because I don't think A.J. Brown's done and dead for and I think no. they're going to alternate games going forward. Um, I missed, like, at least right now, it looks like I missed it. I was okay with A.J. Brown as like the 
15th, 16th, somewhere around there, wide receiver, because I assumed Corey Davis was done for, yeah. despite the fact I said to take a flyer in case he's not, I was also on the side of saying, I think he's kind of done, and this is going to be 110 targets for A.J. Brown when he only had, like, what, 80-something last year? And that's why I was on A.J. Brown. But if, to your point, if this is going to be the situation – then it's going to be a very roller coaster ride for AJ Brown and Corey Davis might be relevant. It just be it's going to be it's going to be frustrating and trying to predict. I can tell you that much. So, speaking of frustrating, Chris, mm. um, actually, you know what? We have two teams I want to talk about as a whole. Do you want to talk about your boys or do we want to talk about the Browns? I don't want to spend too much time on my boys. So let's just get them over with. So let's talk Browns. You knew I was going to do that. <laughs> but, do that. Yes. but I will talk the Eagles first. Let's, so let's uh, do that. Let's get it. Because we, <laughs> we did already talk about Rager and Deshaun Jackson. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to touch – because Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders is going to be fine if, if he's healthy. So this offensive line, though – actually, you know what? I do want to bring in Miles Sanders to this conversation because I said this with Pat on his show earlier today. He had Miles Sanders, if healthy, as an RB1. And I said, I would have him as a mid-tier RB2. Like, I, as much as I don't trust Shanahan, I would play, if you had to make this decision, I would play Moster against the Jets ahead of him. I would play Chris Carson. I don't like Kenya Drake, and I don't like him against the Washington front seven. But I would play Kenya Drake because I don't think, like, he, his kind of argument was Miles Sanders can do stuff in the passing game. It's like, so could Boston Scott. And he essentially did nothing because that offensive line is just ungodly miserable. So... Are you concerned about Sanders? Yeah, I am. And that's why when we were playing the the whole, like, let's make a list, it was so easy for me to say that I'd rather the have Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, I am concerned, 100%. And I don't know what the heck's going on with Philly. And everyone keeps saying the same thing, like, oh, he's obviously fine. He's just – he's healthy. Like, Philly cut three backs. They didn't sign Freeman, didn't sign Hyde. Like, he's, he's obviously fine. Like, is he? Is he fine? Because and then there's you get the pushback and I I listened to um, one of the podcasts at the Athletic about the Eagles and it slipped my mind who who does the show but anyways I I listened to it the other day and they were talking about how there were some rumblings that Miles Sanders could have played but they didn't want to bring him to Washington thinking that it would just be a cakewalk game and they would win the game and they would just save him for you know the home home game against the Rams and if you look at the Eagles schedule. It's pretty tough. This is why I took them under the the win total at, at, I think it was 10. It dropped down to like nine, nine and a half when some of these injuries before the season started happening. But you got the Rams, you got whatever. The Bengals are not going to be a complete pushover this year, I don't think. And then at San Fran, at Pitt, Baltimore, that's three in a row. Like maybe they're just trying to keep Sanders healthy. So that's possible. He was kind of like he could have played. But does it matter? The offensive line is so bad right now. And I'm sure Lane Johnson is what everything I'm reading, he's going to be able to play this week. But they already like they lost Andrew Dillard. They lost Andre Dillard. They lost like Brooks earlier in the year. They have so many injuries all over the place. And we already know about Alshon Jeffrey, but like Derek Barnett, Hargrave was something happened to him. Brandon Graham left that game and, and didn't come back. I know these are defensive players, but they just have so many injuries all over the place. Vinny Curry, like it's going to be a rough year in Philadelphia, I think. And Carson Wentz, he struggled. Like, yeah, you got a lot of pressure on him, but you sacked eight times. Part of it was on him. The two picks that he made were brutal. I know they were to rookie, you know, one was to Rager and one was to Hightower, but um, it didn't matter. They were, they were bad throws. Like I thought Rager could have maybe came, came over a bit more, came to the ball, but it, it didn't matter. I wouldn't, I would never put it, put that on him 
it's I have big time concerns with the offensive line, and he's not 100. percent It's clear he's not 100 percent because he's not he didn't play week one. If he could have played, he would have played. So yeah, he's gonna catch a few balls. I think he probably still could be a factor for you as an RB two. I don't know how much success he's gonna have running the football on behind that offensive line. That's why he's an RB two for me. I agree with you. All right. So breaking news, Chris. While we're doing oh, this. Wow. Nice. No. Eagles not Freeman. nice. Michael Thomas is officially out for a few oh, weeks. Oh, no way. No um, way. They so, haven't said how long. I, mean, I would assume they can just slap him on that three-week IR thing, which is so weird. Isn't that weird just in general to be like, oh, they got put on the IR. That doesn't mean the season's over. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith. Yeah, Traquan Smith, more snaps, more routes run than Emmanuel Sanders. I would – if I'm betting, I would still say Emmanuel Sanders is the number one, but I don't think it's a giant gap to Traquan Smith. And I think a lot of people are not going to know to go get Traquan Smith as a potential wide receiver three. Yeah, you have to, right? You got to do it. I mean, it's Drew Brees, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks ever. He's going to find a way to get, you know, Smith the ball. Uh, yeah, big win if you're, uh, I mean, I think there is a slight difference though with Emmanuel. Like, just like he's obviously more proven. He got a bunch of looks. I think he had four red zone targets in that, in that week one. So I think, you know, you have him. It's a big winner. Man, I, we're just talking about Sanders and, and Thomas is hilarious in my home league. Like, those are my first two picks. This is, like, killing me. Um, <laughs> he's just, I don't like, mean to laugh, but oh, my God. Just... <laughs> rubbing it in, like, oh, my goodness. Like, Hey, on the bright side, Chris, I'm uh, sure you remember this. There was a year where C.J. Anderson and Justin Fursett were my first two picks and were essentially zeros, and I still won the league that year. So it can happen. It can, it can be done. happen. The guy was was joking around this morning and saying, like, I'll give you Robinson and Fuller, and, you know, I just can't stand Fuller. Like, when he made the Fuller bet live at the draft, I kind of just, like, chuckled, and I think I made some, like, smart remark that, like, Steve Smith, Steven Sims would have more catches than Fuller this year. <laughs> Again, so disrespectful just because he's not healthy. But, man, I wish I had that offer now, Fuller and Robinson. <laughs> This is brutal. Yeah. I mean, maybe more catches for Latavius or for Kamara. I mean, Latavius got a lot of run. Um, Don't forget about Deontay Harris. He was out there. That's what I mean. We have to start thinking outside the box after that. Like he'd be, he would be a nice sneaky ad in you know, deeper formats, but yeah, that's, that's a bummer. Did they even have, was Marquez Callaway even active in week one? I don't even know. I watched that game. Hill might be their fifth wide receiver. Ugh. Yeah, he's basically done everything, right? He's lined up everywhere, all over the field. That, that yeah. play to Camaro. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jared Cook is going to catch balls now. Like, he had a 5-for-80 game. I know you hate him. We all hate him, but this is going to happen. This is gross. Gosh, That's this is such a It pain sucks to lose, lose him, right? Especially, well, because the thing is, anybody who took him, took him in the first round and passed on a running back because he was the safest and best wide receiver by a large margin. And it just, it's like that double down pain. This is the same pain that the George Kittle owners are probably feeling if George Kittle's out. I mean, this is like losing your first round running back. This is just, this is rough. Yeah, I took him fourth overall in that draft I was talking about. I know I'm RBRB heavy, but um, this, I, I felt good about him. Obviously, he's four, safe. And even I could have choose, chosen any three of them. I, I still thought that Adams is pretty close to him and Julio. But, yeah, it just sucks for football, too, because, he, you know, he just had that record-setting season, and he's legit, and you just hope he comes back. But, yeah, like Saquon, high ankle, right? You hope he doesn't come back too soon. It could really mess with you. Well, that's the thing. Is, that's the bright side of it is the fact that 
he's he was originally supposed to play through it and that did not sound good so that's mm-hmm. the bright side is that hey like look at it this way it happened on such 100%. a freak play at the end too like it was like the final play. <laughs> wasn't it wasn't his own offensive lineman too yeah i believe it was yeah <sighs> gross anyway all right let's move on yep. like, not that not this is going to be sunnier because let's talk about the cleveland browns real quick <laughs> uh, <laughs> we already touched on nick chubb and the mess of the backfield so chris i want to let you know that odell beckham was open a lot in week one Odell beckham oh. ran a ton of routes got a ton of targets had a ton of separation and did diddly squat and yes people will blame the ravens who didn't watch the game but the people who watch the game will say huh maybe freddie kitchens wasn't the problem what do you say to that chris i want to i i want to wait a little bit longer because i know that freddie kitchens was a big part of the problem but watching that game baker just yeah he didn't look good man and he just like i've Saying year two, maybe year two, we were in on the Browns a little bit earlier. You know, another year of the offense and Odell. They bring in Hooper, who I also have concerns with. It's just Baker just didn't look good, man. He just doesn't feel like a quarterback who can handle pressure at all. It feels like he just panics all the time. Like, it's just – plus he's small. And I don't want to give that excuse, but that's what I noticed <laughs> last year in the red zone. But I noticed it last year. you drew that out, too. You're like, he's – Oh. <laughs> but it's a, it's another like kind of red flag. Like last year, maybe that was part of their struggles in the red zone. He just couldn't see anyone. You just couldn't see over the line. That's what I thought. I've, I've it's at least what I felt like. And you couldn't see Beckham couldn't get on the same page with anyone besides Jarvis Landry. Austin Hooper didn't run a lot of routes and didn't get a lot of usage. And I think we all knew he wasn't going to put up the same kind of numbers moving from a pass happy offense in Atlanta to Cleveland. But I, I watched the game. Beckham was open quite a bit. He had 10 targets. He should have had more than three for 22. He should have had a handful of catches. It was against a, a tough defense. So, I don't know, quick turnaround. If he, if he looks pretty bad, if they can't score 24 points against the Bengals or 21 or just look decent, then, like, I don't even want to own him. I have him in a 16-team dynasty league. I don't even want him. <laughs> Philip Rivers, my other quarterback, I'm completely screwed, but I don't want him. Like, I don't want to start him. It's, it's a tough division too. Like, got to play Baltimore again, Pittsburgh. And Jarvis Landry is already sitting out practice this being Tuesday, uh, which is monitor because he's still not a hundred percent, but I mean, it looks like a good matchup. I'll put it this way. I think the easiest answer here, Chris, is that you kind of have to start Odell. You kind of have to start Nick Chubb yes. and Jarvis Landry and Kareem. You have to start all of them. You obviously don't have to start Baker Mayfield. But if this team looks like crap on Thursday night against the Cincinnati Bengals defense, and let's jokes aside about the Bengals, they are still one of the worst teams in the NFL, especially on defense. Yeah. If they can't do anything against the Bengals, it's full-on panic mode, whatever those two women are that drove their car off the side of the cliff, like whatever that movie was Luis, Thelma Luis, Thelma Luis. You know okay. What I'm yeah. 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 <laughs> what did you think? I was talking about a news item. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At first I was like, I was like, wow, I didn't hear about that. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Thelma Luis. It's, it's full on panic. So let's talk. I left out a certain name. You said the name and for all this, and this is, I first thing I did on Monday, didn't do a victory lap. You know, I do all the, we, you could tell from the tone of our voices, we're doing the victory laps tongue in cheek. We don't ever want to be that guy. But the first thing I did on Monday, as I pointed out the Austin Hooper, I said, Austin Hooper, as of right now, yes, one week into the bag, 
I am legitimately concerned this is one of my bigger misses because I said Austin Hooper was locked in as a top 10. I think you know this before we were even done talking. I said he is the quote-unquote number three wide receiver for the Browns. I don't care about Higgins. I don't care about anything else. There is one thing I feel after week one, Chris, is that, yes, the tight end position is the number three wide receiver, but he was out-targeted, out-route run before Njoku went down. And then after Njoku went down, Harrison Bryant, more targets than Hooper. And here's what I said, Chris, and this is where I'm going. I want to see if you agree with me. And tell me if I'm just overreacting to one week and I should feel okay because Njoku is now hurt is that this feels like O.J. Howard with Bruce Arians, and because Hooper is such a good blocker, that is actually a fantasy detriment to him. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think you're 100% right. That's why you saw the big bucks, uh, all those <laughs> Well, if I had the really, really big bucks, I would have never been on I Austin Hooper. I meant to Hooper, say that's why you make the big bucks. Yeah, that's why you make <laughs> I would have the big seen bucks them Signing him to <laughs> millions and millions and millions of dollars to ask him to block half the effing time. <laughs> yeah, I know. What the hell, right? I mean, Austin Hooper is... I think he's the top five tight end in the league, man. Like the, all those years, in, even in 2018, forget last year, 2018 when he had those 88 grabs, he was behind the big three. The big three at that time, Ertz was involved there with Kittle and Kelsey. Um, and then last year, he had you know even even more uh, targets, but more catches. So it's this is just a brutal spot. And and when, again, I don't mean to bring up all my leagues, but one of my competitive leagues, somebody dropped a mid game. <laughs> like mid game and was just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm not dealing with this. And Baker <laughs> his weapons. He's like, I see Njoku on there. I see Brian on there. And now you're right. Njoku with the injury, but, um, and tough luck for him. Right. Again, too bad. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't, I don't want him. I don't, I don't want I Hooper is when you were listing all those players that you have to start, I was waiting for you to, to see if you mentioned Hooper and you didn't, and you're into him. Yeah. I, I just, Hey, and this tight end position, as much as we complain about it, but some of these breakout guys that we liked, right? Goddard, Fant, Hawkinson, nice weeks. Hey, I'm a, I'm a little bit Logan Thomas about Fant because that was Austin with no Hooper. Court Sutton. Uh, Logan Thomas, <laughs> right? And, and are we comparing them like skill wise? No, not at all. But we're talking about opportunity, and I think Logan Thomas may end up with more catches and more targets than Austin Hooper. Yikes. I mean, he was more, he was right there in line with Steven Sims and that's, yeah, that's red zone too. I, I, I would go back to Fant. I, I'm not a hundred percent in on Fant yet. Like I said, because no Cortland Sutton, I feel like that might be part of the yeah, factor. That's, that's fair. But here's what I'll say. And this is what Chris Harris said. So I'm pulling from Chris, but when he said it, I was like, Oh, that's a really good point. I always tell people like they're asking the waiver column, Chris, and they're saying you, Chris, and they're saying, you know, should I drop Hooper for, Goddard, should I drop him for Hawkinson? Should I drop him for John o. Smith? And like all these names that like kind of showed up or even some of the ones that, should I even drop him for Gesicki who ran a ton of routes? Mm. And at tight end, this is going to be my blank. I do have a blanket answer. You know this. I don't ever, you know, usually have one because there's so many things that go into entails. But for tight end, if you want to chase somebody at tight end, go ahead because it's tight end. Like once you get past, I'm going to say, six guys for me. I'm going to include Hunter Henry because I think I brought up that like Charles Clay was valuable with Tyrod Taylor and Tyrod Taylor looked his way, that being Hunter Henry, a lot. So I would say Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, Ertz, Waller, Henry. Those are the six. If you don't have those six, you can make a case for the next 12 and I'm not going to argue with you. 
Sure. Yeah, no, dead on hundred percent. That's what I, you know, telling people over at FTN and, you know, in the chats, the first time drafters, how do you treat tight end position? If you want to be aggressive with Kelsey and Kittle up at the top, do it. You don't want to, and you see Anders and Ertz there. Cause I liked Ertz cause, and I still like Ertz because of the, the other weapons that aren't really there in Philly and may not be there. Like I don't fully believe Jackson will hold up or Jeffrey, but like even Waller and to your point, Henry, I saw that too. They're, they're really, you're just taking shots on opportunities and matchups. Even Evan Ingram, I wasn't excited to draft. Jared Cook, Gronk, touchdown guy, Hayden Hurst. Like, how many targets is he really going to get in the land? I know Jamal Adams is on him. But, yeah, Fant, Sutton out. Gusecki is is actually probably pretty interesting because of everything that's happened in Miami. And you mentioned the Rams yeah. run. And maybe Parker. I feel out. the disappointing the ones, I feel out of all the disappointing tight ends from week one, Hurst, Gusecki, and Herndon. I feel good about because of that. I actually do think Hurst is going to see that, that Hooper kind of volume most weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's seven targets from, for Herndon. Uh, you mentioned Smith and we just talked about their offense, but even still. Oh, one more Eric Ebron. Although not as much as those other three, that Vance McDonald usage was annoying. Yeah, it, it was. And the other guys are healthy, right? Like Claypool could take away from Ebron more than some people may think. Cause he's a big body. And he could obviously, um, you know, that's post up point. in the red zone. And that's kind of why we like Ebron, I guess. But he, like, you know, he did uh, use uh, To throw steroids. out another one for you? I'll even, like, and I'll give credit where credit is due. And this comes from the athletic. Hey, there you go. Is I had three teams that went through my projections and then kicked back questions and then said if I was too high and too low. And Aaron Reese, the writer for the Texans, said, Jordan Akins is the number one. Look for him to have a breakout season. And mm. through one game, at least, that dude looked like a major matchup problem. Yeah, didn't he? He that one play that he made, uh, he the catch and then he cut and and ran. Well, there's two obviously really nice plays. He found the end zone, but I <laughs> thought the first one when he didn't find the end zone was really nice. And that's a wide receiver core that I'm unsure about too. You know, Randall Cobb in that game, I think he ran more routes, played more snaps than anybody, but <laughs> didn't get any looks until like the final drive. I thought it was just because Watson didn't See. have much time. You are he, correct. He didn't. He didn't really. The, the routes that Cobb ran, I found, you know, they didn't have any time to develop. No, he uh, he ran the most routes at thirty, but was only targeted nine point seven percent of the time. Um, do you know who ran the second most routes in that game? Well, Fuller left, right? Um, yes, as is what is up, but he did. He was twenty eight. So guess who's third? I mean, it wasn't Cooks. Jordan Akins. Uh, Jordan Akins. <laughs> 27 nice. david johnson ran 26 you know what that probably was going to be my guess and he looked pretty good didn't he i david johnson i would say he looked like I, the, <laughs> looked the percentage decent. the percentages are always kind of stupid like what right. is 75 percent of your health yeah but i think people will understand this and not say like i he looked 90 95 of the david johnson we wanted to see yeah, I'm I'm almost ready to take the L on him, but it was never so much of a what he can do. It was just durable, it's like his backs. Well, like it was. It he was, was in that range, do, yeah, body wise. Yeah, right. Wasn't he in that? He was definitely in that range. I liked him more than Bell, and then there was Gurley in there, which I was willing to take more of a shot on than David Johnson. But it was kind of that range of those backs where there were some health questions, and and I know uh, you and I talked a lot about Mark Ingram too. I finally gave Pat the okay to you know maybe not rip on him so much, but that we should <laughs> potentially be worried, especially That's, with Dobbins getting. Hey, there's another one. At least through one week, 
that looks like a major miss by me. Like I, you know, I think I even said this to you, the exact words, because I said it so many times that Mark Ingram is not going away unless he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude got out snapped in week one. Now, now maybe, week one. maybe that was just week one, but yeah, I, I am so far week one. That's the, that's, I would say of top five concerns, Mark Ingram does make the top five. And I wonder if, like, if the games are tighter and they're not blowing everybody out, that you right. know, the game's on the line, it could be Ingram. But at the same time, they may be just, just blowing a lot of teams. Yeah. Just, so, good. Well, okay. so let's get out of here on one thing. And yep. people have been listening to this show. You remember Greg Sussman, a friend of ours. Not like of he's gone, but like. <laughs> I hope not. I saw him tweet at me today. I was like, did something happen within a couple hours? <laughs> in more, more, however you say that, in memory, the moratorium or whatever they think that, that they do at the end of the, like, the award show. I don't even yeah. know how to say it. Yeah. I know somebody will let me know. Um, no, no, no. Greg Sussman, a couple, like this is now, I think two months ago. And it's because of rookies, because every time you mention the big three, actually four running backs, for some reason, like the entire community was doing it. When you start saying last names, it always was Taylor Swift. Like it was always Jonathan Taylor first and then DeAndre Swift second. So it ended up being Taylor Swift. He's like, you should do a Taylor Swift segment. So that's what I've been doing. You get to do the last one, Chris. You get to be the last Taylor Swift segment. It's been names of songs. So we've done like... I knew you were trouble. Shake it off. Shake it off would be like Corey Davis, a guy that you used to hate, but you know, you got to get over it. Uh, what else? Like cruel summer. You need to calm down. Oh, wait, there were, no, that's the one we're about cruel to do summer, right now. That's like ace of base, but yeah, well, that's with she also has a song like that. So we did okay. back to December with like big Decembers. And of course, like we're never getting back together. That's actually okay, one of the songs yeah. I do know. So the one you're doing is the one I actually just said is the, the one we need to calm down. So the name of the song is you need to calm down. That's the name of it. Who's somebody through one week, Chris, first week of the season, everybody's overreaction, and we've spent the entire show telling everybody to be reasonable about everything. So what's the biggest one? What's the biggest person that you're saying, everybody, chill the blank out. You need to calm down. It's, Good or it's, bad? It's got to be Austin Eckler, doesn't it? I mean, it has to. That's all the questions that I've had. I know we just talked a lot about him, right? But it has to be Austin Eckler. Hey, we just need to calm down just a little bit here. One target, one catch. Guy had 19 rushing attempts for 84 yards. 19 rushing attempts. There are only five other running backs that had more rushing attempts than Austin Eckler and only <laughs> seven running backs that had more yards on the ground than Austin Eckler. One of those backs was Adrian Peterson. The other one was Benny Snell who we still don't know the status of James Conner. So we all need to calm down with Austin Eckler. And if you are not an Eckler owner, you need to, I wish I knew a lot of Taylor Swift songs. I would maybe get one in here for this, but you just need to check okay. out on your owner, like out of the woods. I'm looking up some Taylor's. Um, let's out see. of the woods. See if you're. Mm, uh, no, I can't find it. No, I was welcome to. London boy. Work, Should have said No. <laughs> <laughs> Should have said no. Uh, you, you, you you belong to me. How about that? You, I'll yeah, take that's it. a good you one. Can, you, you belong yeah. to me. Yeah, I, love I mean, let, when you agree, though, isn't that the one out of all the questions that like, we just talked about? A few people who we should legitimately be concerned about: Chubb and and Ingram. Um, I don't know. If, we didn't really touch on Fournette, but I don't know if expectations are super high there. But at the same time, like Austin Eckler was like, if that's going to be, maybe that's the floor for him. That's fine. Dude, I tell you, 87 yards works out to almost 1,400 total yards in the season. You would not be complaining. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, the season. 
<laughs> like to think, yeah. And well, it's it's also simple math. You think a hundred yards per game would be sixteen hundred yards, and how many mm-hmm. running backs actually do that? So, just just chill out, people. But yeah. also, please go follow Chris at Chris Meany. And once again, all your work, Chris. Tell everybody, FTN, your podcast. I'll, I'll just go through the litany of your things where they can find you. <laughs> I don't need to bore people too much uh, at Chris Meany on Twitter and you know, you'll get it all, but yeah, sticks and stacks is just a, it's a new betting show presented by monkey knife fight. Uh, we talked about earlier, Eric young hockey, Jen Piacenta, uh, baseball new show that I'll be recording here in a couple hours with Matthew Davis of FTN. He's bright mind, big high stakes player. We're going to just run through some fab stuff. Uh, normally we're, you know, moving forward. We'll get that out Tuesday morning. This one, this first one will just be a little late. Um, you know, I guess I do have some, some exciting news coming up. Uh, I'll, you know, stay tuned for that, but I'll be doing my own solo oh. show, multi-sport. Ooh. So um, that'll nice. be starting pretty soon. A little sneak peek there. That, for, like breaking for news? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I was going to tweet it out <laughs> today, but uh, it takes a couple of days to, you know, get out there and for people to subscribe. So just look for that. It's just going to be uh, multi-sport stuff with, you know, some, some guests in FTN and, you know, hopefully yourself and some other people around the industry too. So yeah, lots of stuff happening, man, over at FTN, whether you like, uh, you know, betting daily, just season long stuff, just hanging out in chats, streams. It's all sports, man. They cover it all. There's a lot of bright minds over there. Uh, You know, everyone knows the, the big guys, you know, like Ratcliffe and Evans and Chris and Adams and go my last names here so hopefully you know them but uh <laughs> stefano is the first name there for you but there's a lot of just you know just great people for one that's why i have no problem talking them up um but they're they're so willing to take the time to help people out whether they're new to any sport legal league soccer esports wnba every single sport we, we kind of cover over there and they're good in the chat and helping people there's there's been a lot of successful people so far uh, playing because these guys are so successful so it's uh it's good. It's good times. Check it out. FTN. Use promo code Meanie. Or our boy Mayo. As he said, I was saying the other day on his show. Just use no, Meanie. Use yours. Use <laughs> yeah. No. Use, use Meanie. You're listening to this show. Use Meanie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So please follow Chris. Uh, and if you haven't checked out the athletic, don't, uh, it's a dollar a month. At this steal. point. Hey, I tried to tell you. I don't know what else to say at this <laughs> That's point. That's a steal, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, I will be back next week, and I'm sure we'll have Chris on before the end of the season, absolutely. And so appreciate him. Appreciate you guys. Good luck in week two. Good grief. It's already a mess. So I was going to give you the update since it's been so long we've talked on the dating thing. So oh, yeah. that's what, yeah. So. Because people were asking, I was like, no, I deleted the app. I'm done. I'm done with it. I don't, first, it's football season, but like, I also don't have the energy to keep going through the games and trying and, you know, act interested, not too interested, back and forth, get to the point of exchanging numbers, call, talk, don't hang out, do hang out. Want, like, I just, I don't have it anymore. So I deleted the app a few weeks ago and had one remaining conversation. That went nowhere. I got ghosted after she found out I didn't drink. This, and like, so Chris and people were like, well, you should have told her that. I was like, well, I was telling her only because she suggested a brewery for a first date. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard not to be like, yeah. you know, I want to give her the heads up. Like, Hey, like people feel awkward if they're the only ones drinking. So I wanted to give her the heads up. And then she goes to me after that, but I wasn't even trying dude. And I got failed on again. So do you remember 
last year when I told you about the girl at the dentist office and I think she shredded my letter? Yes, of course. Yes. Okay. So I was supposed to have a touch up on my gums uh, around when Corona hit. So that got delayed. I just recently went in for the consulting thing to like find out that, yeah, we're going to schedule another appointment or whatever. She's still working there for the other dentist in that offense. Offense. <laughs> this is where my brain is. This is where... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, in the office. So I'm checking in and she comes from the back and she's like, oh, hey, how's it going? I'm like, you know, and I kind of just played it like, not play it, but you know, I already got rejected. So I was just like, you know, hey, what's up? Whatever's, you know, said hi, sat down. Um, and I go to the back room and while I'm waiting for the dentist, she came back and she was like, Hey, uh, you know, I won my fantasy league because of Lamar Jackson, all this other stuff, like chatted for a few minutes and, you know, all this, like whatever. And then she's like, Oh, by the way, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you later. I followed you on Instagram. I was like, Oh, okay. So, um, when I was leaving, you know, she said bye and everything. I followed her on Instagram later that night and she messages me on Instagram. And she's like, you know, I just want you to know that note was super sweet. I had a boyfriend at the time and I didn't want to do wrong by him. I'm like, okay, that's super. Like, I actually admire that. Not only did, you know, you not do anything. You didn't even say thanks for the note to be loyal to your boy. Like, good. Thank you. And yeah. And so I, you know, I made a joke about like, she has old pictures on her Instagram from a few months ago. And I was like, is that the dude that looks like he could bench like 500 and break me in half, <laughs> you know, just to make sure. Cause he was, he was like, he's freaking yoked, like football player yoked. Yeah. And she's like, he was, and put was with like the little asterisk next to it. So I was like, Oh, okay. And you know, whatever. And she's like, you know, so obviously your note made an impact. And I was, she's like, I, you know, I don't remember part of it. And I was like, I remember a good part of it, but do you happen to remember my phone number? You know, ha ha ha. And she's like, no, I don't have a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. So I gave it to her. We text the first day. It was two days. This is like a Thursday. And then text Friday, Thursday. I asked if she wanted to go out after work on Friday or it might've been Wednesday. I forget now. It was a few weeks. It was like two weeks ago now. Um, and she says, no, we have, a happy hour with the new business that bought the practice. So I'm doing that um, and something else. And I didn't want to immediately follow up and then be like, well, what about Saturday? Well, what about, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I didn't re ask her out at that point, but I kept texting, you know, I was like, yeah. all right, you know, whatever. And she's texting Friday and talking about how her boss is going to drive her to the thing. So she's going to be stuck if he wants to stay the entire time, blah, blah, all this type of stuff. Texting all the way up till about five when she was supposed to go out to the happy hour thing. And then I don't hear anything. Like I don't hear, you know, I don't expect to hear necessarily the back that night, but didn't yeah. hear anything Saturday. Don't hear anything Sunday. Don't hear anything Monday. So I wait till Tuesday morning I was like, hey, how was the weekend? And did you get stuck being there for a really long time? Blah, 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 blah. Nothing. So wow. I, yeah, I wasn't even trying. And I got freaking ghosted, failed, trained on, Chris. What the flipping? I'm going to bleep this out. What the pork chop sandwiches? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't think you were going to go there. I didn't think that that's how that story was going to end. Um, <laughs> geez. I, you know, maybe, maybe it's... <laughs> Maybe it's just her. It's it's on her end, obviously, clearly. Like she I, I thought at the time when you told me this story before 
that she had a boyfriend or she was involved. Like she wouldn't just shred it up or completely ignore you. Right. I didn't think she was that cold. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe she's just, she could still have, maybe she's still got a lot going on. <laughs> I don't know. I like <laughs> to try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but not to respond is, is a bit much like, so you wrote her, she still didn't respond. Like how long, how many days since that was Tuesday. And on hold on let me pull out my this is live let me pull up my instagram from when i posted the picture of barkley oh no it was the football is back so that was last tuesday when she didn't respond and i posted the instagram picture from conair uh, and i put football is back that was on sunday and she liked that picture but still hasn't responded so hasn't responded since essentially last friday last tuesday a week tuesday so well, over a week plus so officially like not responding like that's again ghosted but again i wasn't even trying this time i wasn't even <laughs> not date app not not like i wasn't going after her again i wasn't yeah. even trying to pick anybody up football season's here she came after me this time and i still got failed on <laughs> i think you're just too hard on yourself uh you, you never know what what people are going through i'm the worst at responding to messages so i would maybe it's weird like you <laughs> It's tough. You, I think no, you I'm may done. have to follow no, up. No, I'm not following up. No, <laughs> you may have to follow up. It may seem like needy, but if it's a week, like just something like, I don't know, maybe she could post, like maybe she posts a picture and then you just comment on that. No, she hasn't posted. She, she actually hasn't posted since like <laughs> That's it, two done. months ago. She doesn't post on Instagram a lot actually, but like, uh, no, cause shit. there's nothing left to say. Chris, what I'm saying to see is like, what the pork f- chop sandwiches is your problem. That's what, <laughs> uh yeah what is your problem like the text message should be like i didn't ask for this why did you come after me and that like what is in the wheels you in gets you gets your hopes up gets you excited again because yeah you're right you were interested like you were interested in this girl and she knew that obviously clearly she knew she said it was one of the sweetest things she's ever seen with the whole note and everything like that you know some people just play hard to get Right. Or some uh, people just play effing games. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I mean, I haven't played the game, the dating game, in a long time. But I'll tell you what, I don't uh, fully miss it uh, because there's a lot of head games, and I'm just not for it. I can't deal with it because yeah, it is happy. stressful. Yeah. So I feel you. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I feel you. But maybe, hey, who knows? She she might reach out. You're probably right not to no. not to write her again. But no. yeah, <laughs> if she reaches out, maybe you just give her the cold cold shoulder. No, if I, flip, she reaches out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Mutumbo her, <laughs> just like on Twitter. I'm just gonna send her a gif of Mutumbo. <laughs> the balls in, uh, the balls in her court, balls in your court. What's that Friends episode with Rachel and just back and forth with the Yeti? Oh yeah, balls flying all over the place. Balls flying all over the place. It's in your court, my court, her court. I don't know, man. You're probably better off. Let's be honest. <laughs> Hashtag get to step. <laughs> and what was the comment? That I was going to bring this up when you were talking about her, and you meant when she said he used to be. So what? I don't know. Like, how is he not jacked anymore? Did he just get? I don't know. Used to be boyfriend. Oh, gotcha. Okay. She was clarifying the. I was starting to think like maybe he just he stopped working out. He wasn't jacked, and you know, no, 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 not liking him anymore. I was like, oh, you probably don't want anything to do with her. She's kind of used to be boyfriend, as in they used to be together. Like clarifying that they are not any longer together. Maybe she's listening to this pod, and no, she was just wondering about you. She didn't know. And if she is, uh, she's definitely not contacting me now. (laughs) Nope. 
close that bridge, but it'd be interesting. I, I think I'll know if she listened the next time I go to the, the dentist. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, uh, now let's kick off the show. <laughs>